Hey, ho. Oh. Hey, we're talking over here. I've just been listening to a bit of um the Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Fucker Diaz. So I, yeah. I'm in a bit of that kind of, hey, oh, it's me, Joey Diaz. I'd, I'd be perfectly happy for you to talk like that. Oh, the whole F1 drivers, they ain't kneeling. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That's the podcast pretty much. Oh! Hello and welcome to this brand spanking new potty. It's a sport potty. It's called What's the Go? Because we all want to know what's the go when sport's on. You know, what's the go with this? What's the go with that? That's what we all say. We say, what's the go, we say. My name's Stu, and with me is podcaster and sports nut, Monty. Is it okay to call you a sport nut? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was, um, yeah, sports nut is fine. That sounds um, not too derogatory and kind of um, explanatory. Yes, I am a nut about sports. My brain is not correct when it comes to the sports world. You know what? We'll start off with some sports headlines. Starting off over at the F1, and there's a bit of controversy, a bit of confusion with Formula One's plan to to get the drivers to kneel during the Austrian national anthem on last Sunday. So there were 20 drivers. Six of them decided they wouldn't kneel, which was obviously meant to support the Black Lives Matter movement currently. Lewis Hamilton was one of the, uh, the people driving the, the kneeling amongst the drivers. Uh, driving. God, see, how good am I? <laughs> yeah, wow. You know sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Well, I just know comedy as well because he's yeah. driving and yeah, he's driving yeah, it. Good, good. But a uh, bit of a weird look with some doing it and some not doing it. Did you catch any of that, Monty? Yeah, look, so I've got a couple of things to say on this. So I think it's... Probably bigger than the remit of a sports podcast, but I think there is change in the world as it relates to well, what kind do, of what equality. Do we pick it? What do we pick it for our first story then? If it's if we shouldn't if we're too big for us to be talking about? Well, because you and me like to make people laugh, and I think it's ripe with comedy. My first question is: What fucking national anthem? Austrian. What national anthem? Austrian. Yeah. So we're going to kneel because we're opposed to. The way Austria treats its African American people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. There's, you know what I mean? Like I what? Do. I do. I, I do. love yes. the concept of kneeling. I love the idea, and I think that is it, it is right for sports people to speak out. They have a platform, but this one seems a little weird to me. It well, seems- uh, so it was. Uh, it made sense for Kaepernick to do it with uh, the U.S. anthem because the U.S. anthem was representative of a history that he was trying to make a comment against. Now, Austrian history, I mean, we know a little bit about that. A certain certain person came from there. Ooh. But apart from that, like the, the, it's Are really... Are you suggesting got... that this is Hitler-related? Well, what else could it be? Did yeah, like, they, they have an a, a African slave trade? And you know what like, I was what, thinking what, too? You, you find a lot of your Austrians in the motorsport world. That seems to be one of the things they're quite into. I was thinking of the six guys who weren't kneeling, were they all Austrian? Because that's Ooh. fair. I'm fine with that if they're like, no, I stand for my national anthem. Yeah, like, this is our national anthem. Yeah, what what, what why have we done wrong? Kneeling? Look, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about... <laughs> Starting with this one? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, 
also because I've gone straight to Hitler as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think in the first two minutes of trying to start a new <laughs> podcast, Hitler would come up, but it has. Um, no, let's try different stories. We'll leave it. It's not even uh, that big of a story. Did you even know the F one was back on? I, I have no, no idea. No, no, no. Did you, that being said, though, it opens you up to Bernie Eccleston having another kid. It opened you up to Bernie Eccleston having another kid. It opens it up, suggesting that the, oh, the discourse we're having could then move to the fact that a what ninety-year-old is having his fourth child in the last month or so. Wow! Yeah, Eck Dogs gets after it. What do you know about his spouse? Which one? Oh, oh, oh hey, now, his good... modern one's a hottie, I assume. Fair enough Wife. to assume too. I'm googling it. Can we just make a All podcast right. like this? This is more fun too. Yeah. I'll be on Flossie. He wanted six children. Oh, good. Why 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 do you pick a number like that? The Eck Dog. Eck Dog just had a baby. You know how how old his oldest baby is? Forty. Sixty-five. No. <laughs> that's insane. That's an old baby. Yeah, that's it. Can you imagine being sixty-five and having a newborn brother or sister? Well, you'd be pretty sure it's a half-brother or half-sister at the very least. Yeah. Unless there's, uh, you know. Unless some, unless, yeah. <laughs> unless your mother would. No, 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 I won't. No, no, let's, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that is odd. Uh, you know, you're just about to get your pension card and uh, your dad says, uh, your frail old dad says, oh, by the way, here's your new little brother. Get the fuck out of this. Do you, you know his first spouse that he had that baby with? You know what year they got mm. married? I, I think you can stop calling him a baby. He's 65. Okay. It, it's her, Deborah Eccleston. He married his first wife who he had that baby with in 1952. Wow. <laughs> oh, guess what the name of the new one is, though? Ace. Ace Eccleston. I like that. That's a good name. I think if you're uh, probably the most famous person in racing or close to, you're having your fourth kid and you're, what, 90-something, <laughs> you can call your kid ace, can't you, without too much uh, social repercussion? He's going to say shit. He's too busy going, you, you can still do that? <laughs> uh. How about that a BJ Lo Lua hanging out a dirty clothesline to someone who didn't even have the ball in the... Tigers Panthers game right at the end. So he'd seen his brother get uh, walloped and and taken off the field, and he was he wasn't happy about it, but seemingly disproportionately so. I would have thought, given how many injuries happen in a game and yeah, all that fair. sort of thing, and and include how many injuries BJ himself is probably responsible for. <laughs> but Dylan Edwards mind his own business. Full time sirens about to go. Then all of a sudden he's uh, clotheslined. Bloody Hulk Hogan arm um, come out at him. In the- yeah. Look, I, I, a couple of thoughts I have here. So first of all, we're going to do a podcast. It's going to come out weekly. You're going to probably notice a few biases. One of my biases is towards the teams I support, and one of those teams is the Balmain, now West's Tigers. Whoa, and- slow down. You're biased towards teams you support? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just letting you know which teams at the moment. Um and I, even I was pretty disgraced by that. It just looked like I was, first of all, let's take it back to the beginning. So so his BJ's bro gets gets a kind of 
it was a late shot, but it didn't look malicious by any means. He was going mm-hmm. down and, um, oh, I don't remember which panther it was, but hit him on the chin. And it, it seemed rather scary. He was he was out for a while. He seemed to be, and that seemed to be what agitated BJ. He was he was kind yeah. of he he walked over to see his bro, and there was someone else there, and he pushed him away, and kind of yeah, yeah. he just seemed and and oh, and Coruscant, the hooker, Appy Appy, yeah, appetizer yeah, Coruscant, because he yeah. he came over to say to see how he was That's doing right. on the ground and say sorry and stuff, and BJ gave him a shove. Yeah, and so it just seemed from it's there very unchristian. Well, and I just think. Look, BJ's great, but we got some other people that can take that. There's ten minutes left in the game. You, if you match Maguire, you get rid of him. You say this idiot's going to do something stupid, so get him <laughs> off. So, do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, but, I blame the but, I blame the club a bit. But part of the stupid might have been going feral enough to just run over the top of half the team and score a try. That might have been how you're, the stupid presented it. You're utterly correct. As a Tigers fan, what? Did you think when you heard that BJ was coming to your club? Um, I think I even discussed this with you when it was happening. I think I said, "Look, great player, really glad to have him, but a liability. He he mm. can't. He's, he's a bit of a. <laughs> as I'm a sports nut, he's just a regular nut sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 this was coming. so he's got to he's got to score at least three tries a game to uh, even up the ledger of penalties given away well the thing well it's not even that i think it's kind of three tries per game he's not suspended for you know what i mean like three three tries probably every two games but in the one game yeah exactly one penalty one try let's say that so he might have a little uh little rest on the sideline for a few weeks you reckon what do you reckon four two three four i think personally if i was at the judiciary you'd You'd give him four, and he could mm. argue it down to three. You can't just hit a defenseless bloke like that. You don't want to show kids that. You don't want to say that's all right. You want to say this is not. We won't stand for that in the NRL. In 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 the new COVID times, we want everything in looking as good as possible at this sport. So you you get him out for a while. Hang on, let me, let me understand your thesis here. It's not okay to whack someone who's off the play in COVID times. Yeah, but back in the eighties, when COVID was, oh, right. oh, you know, yeah. just a kind of glint in its mother's eye, then is that how that saying works? Um, then you were, you could whack people all the time, and BJ would have fit right in. Well, uh, BJ and Les Boyd on the same team. There's a wow. reference for 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 everybody. Wow. Um. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Now, still on league, the Broncos, eh? Why are they so? They're they're very very poo at the moment. They're, they're no good at all. Um, and there's and now kind of, and what do you think about Seabold? Is he is it just Chad or is he genuinely in danger? Because he, he seemed pretty like a golden golden boy there for a little while. Well, he did, didn't he? But I mean, you know as much about rugby league as I do, and you can see that on paper the Broncos have a good team. They look like they should be a lot better than where they are. And what's the one difference from them being good to now? It's Seabolt. So mm-hmm. uh, surely he's got to be somewhat concerned and there's there's got to be talk of it. Fair. I think you've you got to give him a bit of a bigger leash coming in there. But, like, no, I, I, I think he, he, has, he has to be worried and I think the club has every right to kind of make him worried. Darius Boyd. Yep. Now, I, I, a few things I've read this week have been – kind of uh, that that a lot of the issues are around 
pay that people get or at least okay. pay that people have been reported to have gotten. Sure. So Dar- Darius being on big money and playing like plop. Yep. Uh, Anthony Milford being on huge money and doing nout. Yep. And um, now, uh, aren't I to think that um, uh, Matty Lodge is on little money but working hard? Yeah. You know, that might have more to do with, you know, needing to rebuild a reputation again. Has he done something wrong, has he? <laughs> No, no, he didn't do anything wrong, I don't think. Let me ask you this. Assuming that is the case and that there is a divide between players who are, everyone feels are overpaid and players who feel they are underpaid, wouldn't that be an issue at every club rather than just the Broncos? Surely that happens at every club. I think um, if you have the right coach and the right management outside of that, you can make make people buy into your system. I think people yeah, right. only start thinking about these pay gap differences if, if you feel separate, if you feel like, right. oh, he's getting paid more than me. If you feel like a cohesive unit, you can probably kind of work together and kind of work around that and just say, okay, yeah. this is I'm here for this reason. Let's, let's do it. All right. So if you've got a good enough manipulator as a coach, you can make a team forget that, you know, that bloke who's hiding out in the centres and, and <laughs> not, not tackling and kind of uh, dropping the ball all the time on a million bucks a season, that, that's not really – you don't have to worry too much about that. Forget about that. Are you are you suggesting we have kind of pay scales that can slide per game? Oh, you've had a, <laughs> you've had a bad game. You're, we're going to take off, you know, half your salary I, this week. I like that. I'm, I'm not, but it's not a bad idea. Like you, you get like instead of in the sheds after the game, you get the team accountant in there. <laughs> and he's, div- he's he's going through all the stats and, and totting up money per, you know, tackle, try assist. Love it. All the rest of it. I think the only issue with that is that you might struggle to keep people in position. You know, you might have your wingers yep. up in the ruck yeah, every play yeah. trying to take hit ups. <laughs> fullbacks making jackals all the time. But, yeah, fullbacks up like, You try and, try and fling it out wide and then there's no one there because everyone's in the middle. Yeah. Well, I, as I am quite a, a fan of American sports, I know how um, uh, incentive-laden contracts can be. So right. things like in the NFL, if you get, you will get an extra million and a half dollars each year if you make over ten sacks as a defensive back. I I would love to see a really heavily incentive-laden contract structure put into the NRL and see exactly right. what you just said. People fighting yeah. each other in their own team to make tackles on players or people, <laughs> you know, being very selfish with the ball towards the line for tries. All right, so let's like just that. let's just say Alex Glenn's running forward to make a tackle and Lodgy tackles him before he gets to the player exactly, with the ball exactly. so he can then get up and make the tackle. I want yeah, people right. looking at Lodgy scared, worried to go past him on his own team because he'll, he'll get do. rid of you. Yeah. I already think they do, mate. I'm sure they do, especially the city of but, New York. Uh, just even just – well, uh, but also the pay scale can be relative. So you can say to Anthony Milford, look, just just this game, just, just you know, pass the ball successfully <laughs> once. Yeah, and you and and you get your pay this week just Love once. It. Just Love it. just put someone vaguely near a gap. You week. don't do it. You don't do it, and Maddie Lodge gets your pay this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Maddie over there salivating in the corner, looking at him, going, "Yeah, I'm ready." So yeah, and there and then it adds more incentive for Matt Lodge to stop him making passes. Well, yeah, he's on the hunt again, to, just to try and take. Well, so maybe there's one one pool of money. So if Milfie's playing too Love well. Love it. 
that's going to take that's going to rob too much of what uh, Logic can potentially earn. Love it. So so he's got to yeah he's got to charge down Milford's kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. So every team in the NRL has a new pay system where we yes. have say four million dollars a week to pay. Here are things yep. that'll get you money. You guys go out there and you're going to be paid only on your efforts. Yes. One tackle, hundred bucks, something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great, yeah. love it, love it. I like that a lot. I wonder. I wonder if they did that, would that equal better play? Yeah, I, I, it, potentially. But I also think it kind of team strategies out the window a little bit to some degree. Absolutely. But what if what if one of the major incentives was victory? So it was like, well, okay, all of these things yeah. are worth double if you win the game. So then you put the player in a position of deciding, do I go for just trying to accumulate as many small pays, small yep. pay units as possible during game, or do we work together and try and get the, uh, the the jackpot prize, I guess you'd call it. Exactly. Yeah, like do I do I run beside and look for the offload pass of my winger or do I tackle my own winger out so that he <laughs> cannot win from that pool of money that I want? <laughs> yeah. I think the game can be measurably improved by the person with the ball doing a lion's share of tackling as well. Love it. So, love it. yeah. Very All right. Well, I think we should probably... I think we should probably develop this idea offline so no one nicks it. I, I feel like we haven't given it enough time. <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yep. Yeah, signs a monster American football contract. Monty, tell me about that contract. What is it? Now, I don't know if the full details have been released yet, but I believe it is. All right. Well, that's the end of that story. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm no. moving. No, sorry. Oh, no. It has sorry, been no, released. I believe he is set to receive $500 million over 10 years. That's right. 721 Australian million dollars over 10 years. Wow. Okay. So I, I'm. you are quite au fait with American sports. I am not. Tell, who's Patrick Mahomes? Wow. And okay. why Patrick, does he deserve this cash? Patrick Mahomes is the wunderkind of the um, the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the quarterback. Right. He spent. He came into the league three years ago, I want to say, and spent his first year red-shirting, which means not playing but learning from the guy, the, the okay. guy who he's backing up. Came in All the right. next is year. That what, set, is that what set, Jared Haynes was doing? Well, no, Jared Haynes wasn't good enough to be called red-shirting. He just wasn't okay. very good. Um, he he broke onto the scene, did amazingly, lost in the kind of what they call their semifinals almost two years ago, and then he won the, the Super Bowl last year and was the MVP of not only Super Bowl but of the league that year. So he is, right. if there's anyone to get it, he deserves to get it. He's amazing. But it's 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 just a shockingly large number. Um, no salary caps in the NFL, by the way? Yes, yes, there are. But what? Yep. And this yep. fits under it. <laughs> well, well, because it's 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 not anything. So what they'll do is it's it's four hundred and eighty, I believe, or four seventy something of guaranteed money, and that would be broken into things like uh, signing bonus bonuses right. for things he does, and then also okay. what they would do is because they've given him that much with that much guaranteed they will tell him how they'll pay it to him 
if you if you know what I mean. Which, <laughs> no. Well, I, what do you mean? Like, what I mean is it's that they into the bank account, ideally. Well, no, not all at once. And this is how they travelers checks. This, <laughs> yeah, travelers checks. This is how they maneuver the salary cap. It may be very back loaded. It may be very front loaded. They oh, may yeah, be right. paying him not much one year, but he got so that four seventy. I'm no GM, but you could do this, right? You could say, okay, we're signing you for ten years. $477 million guaranteed, you get $401 million up front, and that way you're right. only taking $2 million off the salary cap each year. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so it's so like you- they, there will be ways that they are making it under the salary cap. Now there is Look, talk- I've got more questions about that, but I'm not going to ask them because it's probably dull. Yeah, pr- relatively dull, but there is talk. I'll let, I'll leave you with this. There is talk that it's actually the Kansas City Chiefs, the team, who have won big time out of this deal. The thought is that with a rising salary cap and what $40 million a year is now will be in eight years, they may have actually just got a bargain because he is so young and in theory won't be hitting his peak for another five or six years. They could be paying less for him than, than everyone else is paying for their quarterback then. Oh, well, what a thought, particularly in these uh, times of economic crisis um, that, you know, that everyone's, no one predicts that the amount that elite sports people are paid are going to take a hit at all. Isn't that it great that, like, yeah, you're sitting at home in America struggling because you can't work and stuff, then this guy's getting $500 million for throwing a ball around in a sport that probably won't be able to play this year due to COVID. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he is worth that money because he's also got to duck the rest of his team because they've already introduced the per-play uh, pay units. Lovely, and and they and there's talk around the KC facility that Matty Lodge is on the way. <laughs> One of the all-time great games between the Storm and the Roosters on Thursday, right? The finish. The finish, Monty. I uh, I mean, I was hoping for the Roosters to win. Not that I particularly go for them, but I particularly don't go for Melbourne. Well, so I was quite happy. I particularly hate both those teams. So yeah. I was kind of enjoying the end where it was so back and forth. I hoped someone would feel terrible coming out of it, but not really. <laughs> well, at least you, you'll be happy to know that they both felt terrible for equal portions during that last five minutes. Yeah, right? wow. What a what an entertaining finish. Let me tell you, that game was fast. Yep. So that had oh, – well, hang on. We're right in the middle of what would have been uh, origin. state of origin yeah. time. So maybe maybe they just got that state of origin kind of feel about them. Melbourne, Sydney. Yep, you're, you're right. It's, yeah. There are two different states, I suppose. Yeah, but they the the pace was incredible. I don't know how they kept it up, particularly with the poor buggers having next to no match fitness. Exactly, and I was reading. They've been back six weeks. I was reading an article today saying that this is that could be detrimental to them. That that they might have you know might have blown their their load. Excuse me. <laughs> might have might have gone a bit too hard too early, and that that games like that with that intensity might might affect them come finals time. I don't know. I don't care. If we get one of those every three weeks, I'd be happy a game like that. I'd love that. We got Actually, we got quite a close game in the Tigers-Panthers one a couple of days later. Yeah. Bloody good. And to be fair, that, that the BJ Lua game was a pretty good game until he whacked yeah, that Yeah, that's boat, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, poor old Tigers fans aren't happy. So they obviously they lost quite late in the game and they had BJ go a bit bananas and... 
and uh, you know, I, not happy that Ivan, the guy who and uh, Ivan double crossed, get, getting a bit angry too at a fan or something. Is that who he was having a go at? Yeah. So here's the story. Like I'm reading stuff going, oh, Ivan. People weren't happy with Ivan because he was, you know, the guy who upset the club. He was blowing kisses to fans and so on. But this guy gave Ivan a big serve through the window, uh, a swear-laden serve. Yeah, fair. Right in front of his kid. Yep. And well, no which kid? The to... big kid? The big big child? Well, no, 12-year-old son. Oh, okay. So I thought you meant... So um, he's, he's... I thought you meant Ivan Cleary's large child. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, was, right. I was like, he's a grown man. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah, 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 Just put on TikTok or something. No, no. This guy was... Uh, hang on. Let me... Let me... Right, so this fan called Nicholas Zorba, who was at the game with his uh, 12-year-old kid, just starts giving Ivan Cleary a F and C bomb laden bake through the glass. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which In is co- COVID kid. safe though. COVID safe. Fine. The glass. Yeah. Fine. But what is everyone bitching about Ivan giving him a kiss and a wave? He's lucky that's all he got. Like, Whoa. seriously. You reckon Ivan should have maybe... Beat him up. Well, no, but just an equally aggressive, uh, angry response. He yeah, could have, you know, sure. stuck his head out and called him all all manner of horrible things in front of his young, impressionable child. <laughs> so I'm just reading about this too. There's some good quotes here. One from Nofa Luma saying saying about Joey Lailua about getting getting suspended. He said, yeah. this is the final words of his, his quote, he says, it might be a good period for Joey to work on his body and get extremely fit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so, so not only has he lost his mind, but he's also He needs to get extremely shape. fit. <laughs> or he might be in regular shape, but Nofal wants him extremely fit. Right, okay. The other thing that's come up here for Enough me Luma, is that... she's my baby. Nice. Um, Moses Embai is a captain of our team? Yes. Why? Well, I think they feel bad that they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, fair. Oh, you can be captain, I suppose. Isn't he a hooker? At, uh, no, a halfback? At halfback, the yeah. Bulldogs? Yep. Now he's in the centres of Tigers? I don't, I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, back to back to this uh, F&C bomb guy. Right? Zorba? Is that his name? Yeah. Nick Zorba? Sounds familiar. Zorbus. Zorbus. Here's a direct quote. Oh, I think I hate Penrith more than bunnies and dogs now. Or oh, so angry at FT. Full time. We were gallant and unlucky on so many occasions and just let fire to a person I lost all respect for after how he treated our club. Hope my boy doesn't remember some of the words I used. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did you forget he was there? Like, anyway. He's got a very forgetful son. He knows his son better than we do. <laughs> That's true. We shouldn't, yeah, we shouldn't assume. We shouldn't assume this kid's going to remember anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a weird way was, to finish that. I hope my kid doesn't remember that crazy shit I said. Yeah. Here we go. He goes, was fed up. That ref was pathetic. The rub of the green went against us. And I just really hate him and how he shafted us last season. Don't get me started on his son. So, like, I don't know. One minute he's quite happy to just let pure hatred pour out of him, but he also doesn't want his son to witness it. So you know what you do then? Remove your son? No, put it up on social media so they can write an article about it. Oh, because his son can't (laughs) read? (laughs) 
are we seeing the start of somewhat of a new new kind of a rivalry, a heavy rivalry? A Tigers-Panthers rivalry? Well, I mean, they took our coach. We yeah. swore at them through the glass and then punched <laughs> one of their players. Perhaps yeah. this is and the he, start he of a indicated rivalry. a scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, that's a uh, take an offence at someone pointing to a scoreboard. My God. Yeah. Um, what's happening in America? You uh, you've you've written something here about sport preparing to return in a COVID-like fashion, right? Yeah. So it's um. The NHL, the NBA, and the Major League Baseball have all kind of released this week their they, – they release each week a, a different plan, it seems. But this one seems to be their kind of concrete plan as to who's playing who, when, and where. Mm. It looks as if the NHL, the ice hockey, will set up a few hubs with um, yep. certain teams going to all stay in one, one city and play at the one arena. Um, back-to-back almost, it seems. And the yep. NBA is doing the same, but they're going to Disney World. Disney World. Oh, score. Yeah, and so the concept is that there is all the teams that are in the finals, which is 16 plus, I believe, an extra eight teams, four from either conference. Why they're there, no one seems to understand, but they're going to have <laughs> eight games, I believe, before the finals start. So I, I suppose yeah. those those other teams have a way to play themselves in, but not really. They're really there as kind of cannon fodder for the other teams to kind of, you know, uh, practice against. But so the, the interesting thing is that each time you lose kind of a series, you, you'll, you'll remove from the bubble. So it's possible that if you were to go on and win a seven-game series, I think it's something like three months you'll be at Disney World. <laughs> That's a lot of time at Disney World. And you get evicted from the bubble if you lose too much. Pretty much, yeah. Or there's also a, a public vote off as well. Doesn't matter how you're doing playing mm. wise, you might your team might just be voted off. That's not true, but that could be funny. Right. Well, they might eat uh, toffee apples at at halftime instead of oranges. No, it's not. That's because they're at Disneyland. Um, yeah, I look. I get the feeling personally with the amount of people playing and stuff. I think this is my predictions. Like. Uh, you know, write these in stone. I don't think the NBA is going to finish their season. I think baseball is definitely not going to have a season. That one is way too hard. They're not even trying a bubble. And the amount of players on each team and stuff like that, it's just not going to work. And the season goes for 18 months a year. Exactly. And it's been cut down to get this because of the thing. They're cut down to only 62 games. Like Only. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're having a we're having a like a a half of the regular season, sixty two game. Yeah, Django Unchained. We've talked about a lot of sport here, Monty. Yes, we have a lot of sport going on. I, I'm enjoying this. I want to keep doing it with you. I want to learn more about because because I look, I don't know enough about the world sports. I think you can. I game, think we can do this NFL, together. NFL, NHL. Yep. I want education, and you're going to do it for me. Well, I'm I'm into it. Let's do this. I like it. So, Something else I want education in is hot dogs. You you had something to tell me about that related to hot dogs, didn't you? Yeah, I did, but you threw me off there because I was like, wow, that's a left turn. But then I remembered why. Um, this weekend, back to the topic of America, was the 4th of July, in which they have the traditional Coney Island Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs hot dog comp- eat-off competition. Um, Hello, my Coney Island baby. baby. Yeah, nice. Um, 
It is a competition for who can eat the most hot dogs in 10 minutes. It happens every year on the 4th of July. A man called Kobayashi, a small Japanese man, was the reigning champion for nigh on a decade. But in the last wow. 35 years, uh, man, a new man on the scene, uh, Johnny Johnny Appleseed, is that his name? What's his name? I've forgotten his name. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Chestnut, that's it. Appleseed. Haven't you got your notes in front of you? I do. I, I looked away at the time I wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> Joey Chestnut. This weekend set a new world record for most hot dogs eaten in 10 Earth minutes. He ate 75 hot dogs, and that's the bun and the dog itself. Now, they use... Uh, right. Yeah, because that's that's confusing because sometimes Americans just call the Frankfurt a hot no, dog. No, each one, each one you have to consume the bun and the dog. You don't have to do yeah. it in that order, though. I believe Joey's Joey's thing is he, he gulps down two... Two of the the Franks, and then he he, um, he dunks his bread in water, and then kind of right. gulps it down like a duck. Lets it kind of disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wow, yeah. He does, he does, he swallows the Frankfurt's whole, according to some footage that I saw. Yeah, I believe. Well, I mean, surely you can't swallow seventy five. Seventy five whole. <laughs> Yeah, can you just imagine, picture a pile of 75, just the dogs without a bun? That would not fit in your stomach. Well, excuse but it's the same, takes up the same volume as chewed up hot dogs. What are you talking about? Does it? <laughs> yeah, it probably does. <laughs> like... Unless you have uh, some sort of amazing digestive system that breaks down food on the way to your stomach. Wow, I like that. And spreads that. it out into your blood system. Like a kind of Sarlacc pit style, like teeth on the inside yeah. of your throat. Well, I, again, we don't. We shouldn't make assumptions. Maybe that is part of what's going on there. Love it. So he's a human Sarlacc pit. I like that. Yeah. We will post up some Joey Chestnuts for you on our social channels, which you should follow. What's the go? Yeah, search for what's the go. What's the go at twitter.com.au slash yeah, That's how you look up Twitter, that's for sure. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, get on there. Follow us. Bebo.